This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? Do you know, just as I was about to record this episode, I crossed my legs and I sort of shoved my legs underneath the desk and I need to un- I need to move because it doesn't feel right. It just feels, I don't know, my knee was sticking too hard in the back of my back of my knee. My leg pit, if you would. Like, you know the bit of your elbow? That, that, the opposite part of your elbow, that bit there. I don't know what that is, but that part of my leg. Anyway, um, thank you for joining me. Uh, coming up later, we've got the return of tarot and tea and i'm happy to announce that uh, i'm going to be paying attention to the upside down cards because uh, people keep saying oh you're not paying attention to the up- uh, you know how come none of the cards that you've got are upside down well it's because i was turning them the right way up so uh, yeah i'm just going to give them a quick shuffle going to get the energy from the people uh who this is for come on close, close your eyes think all right this one might be for you that's coming up a bit later on um, so yeah, uh, today I want to talk to you about something that I'm watching on television at the minute. I'm watching a TV show called Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. Now it's quite simple. Uh, the, the, the premise is, is that it's a detective agency called Randall and Hopkirk. In the very, very first episode, uh, uh, Hopkirk was, uh, run down by a, by a motor because he was a witness to a crime. And he was mown down, and uh, so he died. But then he came back to Randall as a ghost, as Hopkirk deceased. He came back as a ghost. Only his partner can see him. And it's just exactly what you'd expect it to be. It was filmed in 1969, I believe. It ran for one series, uh, a detective agency, where one of them is a ghost. And I don't know, it's just one of those shows that I just absolutely adore. I love watching it. It I don't it's just it's actually really sort of smartly done and all that kind of stuff, you know. Considering it's like made in nineteen sixty nine, it's like okay, so can he walk through walls? No, it's too expensive. So what we'll do, we'll dress him up in a white suit, like white shoes, literally everything he's wearing is gonna be white, and only Randall can see him. Jeff Randall is the only one who can see him, it's Marty Hopkirk. So Jeff is the only guy who can see him. And there's Marty running around full of energy, like, oh, I, have to, I can't walk through this sofa, I have to walk around it, and all that kind of stuff. We won't go into the specifics of him sitting down. He does sit sit down quite a bit inside Jeff's car. Okay, so he's sitting down in Jeff's car, um, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he, he uh, yeah, he sees his ex, oh, his, his, his widows, oh, it's Jeannie, oh, it's Jeannie Hopkirk, ah, oh, bless her. And he's sort of running around, sort of like, oh, it's Jeannie, she can't hear me, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, these cracking cases. Obviously, he can walk through walls. They just don't show it. He's also able to just, like, uh, teleport or, you know, jump cut. Like, jump, he's gone, and then he appears somewhere else. And it actually is actually very well done, considering for the time, it's like the, the actors are able to stand still so well. And it's just like, pause, run away, unpause, there we are, it's gone. And it just doesn't mess the flow up. They literally, they hardly move. He must literally, they must, like, pause it, and then he runs out. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting, I, th- I think, anyway. 
Um, and why I find really interesting is the fact that they've got so many different tropes that they've used. It's like so they, they go to a psychic and a psychic can see Marty Hopkirk. Oh, you can see Marty Hopkirk. You can see Marty Hopkirk. Because Jeff was in trouble one day and he needed to get help because he's in a perilous situation where he was going to die. Jeff Randall was going to die. And so he's like, Marty, you've got to help me. You've got to get someone's attention. I don't know, Jeff. Who do I know? Oh, what about that psychic? Go to see a psychic and they can raise the alarm. The psychic raises the alarm, no questions asked, and all that kind of stuff. And there's another one where another man is getting haunted by uh, another ghost uh, because he apparently is like a gangster. Bear in mind this is set in England. Uh, this uh, mafia guy is being haunted by a, a guy that he murdered. And uh, he keeps using his poltergeist ways to try and kill this guy. And uh, it's up to Marty to stop him. It's just uh, it's just all this kind of... He's like, dressed as a cowboy. Like, dressed like head to toe in white as a, a ghost cowboy. And then you can see Jeff Hop, uh, Jeff Randall looking at Marty Hopkirk as he's getting beaten up by this cowboy. And we just see the... We don't see the cowboy doing the beating up. We see what Jeff is seeing. So you see Marty like flying around like, Oh, I'm being punched in the stomach. Oh, I'm being punched in the face. Oh... And, you know, it's, um, yeah. I, it, what, what, one of the things that always interested me about ghosts is how come they're able to stand on the floor? Um, you know, just interesting. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen enough. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters, they didn't really walk around on the floor, did they? They were sort of flying around and they were made of slime. But that could just be Slimer. But yes, I'm watching this. It's one of those shows I'm trying to get through because um, there's many famous TV shows that are out and about now. Uh, on demand and so it's now possible to just watch all the episodes of stuff so far i've watched all of the good life i've watched all of porridge um and i'm just trying to tick off as many different like famous classic british tv shows that i can and rattle and hopcock is one of those um and uh yeah it's that sort of campy kitsch late 60s uh thing everyone's smoking everyone's sort of driving around fast in their cars drinking being sexist you know calling everyone love and darling and uh yeah um but yes yeah, so, so i enjoy that show this is one of those sort of shows that you know if they try, i think they did try and remake it in the 90s with vic and bob it didn't really work for me though um i mean i, I that's what got me into watching the original series but then i watched the vic and bob because i love vic and bob always have done bob more always makes me laugh and um the problem was is that i think when i then watched the original i was like well this it doesn't compare does it really uh, that weird sort of early 2000s Vic and Bob when they were off the boil slightly. But still funny. They're still funny to this day, but they weren't as funny doing this stuff, obviously, because they weren't doing that wacky humour that they used to. It's more of a double act. It's like when Ant and Deck did that film, Alien Autopsy. And I think they also did... I think they got Ant and Deck to do an episode of The Likely Lads. Because that was, you know, double... I don't even know what Ant and Deck is. Ant and Deck are basically this this double act that has been around since the 90s, and basically they're in a TV show called Biker Grove, and they played PJ and Duncan, and they ended up being quite popular with the uh, with the girl fan base of Biker Grove, and so they basically became like pop stars, and they're like, what do we call... They were called PJ and Duncan, but they were like, well, actually, can we call ourselves Ant and Deck, please? And so they start calling themselves Ant and Deck, and then they basically are now like the, the biggest property in the English television. Um, But yeah. Uh, they did a, a version of The Likely Lads, which I have no interest in watching, 
because I've heard stories about the double act. They aren't as nice as they'd expect them to be, you know. Some double acts you can tell get on. Ant and Deck definitely. The Lottie Lads didn't. And uh, so it's all an act. But anyway, uh, let's move on from that. This is not very interesting stuff, but I just love watching Ran and Hopkirk. Um, so anyway, this means that it's now time for... Tarot and Tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to shuffle the cards and I'm going to just talk to you about my cup of tea that I've got. I've got a lovely cup of Twining St. Clements. And basically what that is, is basically oranges. It's an orange-flavoured beverage. It's like drinking hot squash. It is literally like drinking hot squash. Let's give it a quick old sip. Here we go. The ASMR. Mmm, orangey. Um, it's a little bit hot, actually. But, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me just move some stuff around here. On. Just give me a second. I've just got to just move that. Let me ask better. Right. So I'm going to shuffle the old cards, and it's going to go well. Right, so, as before, I'm going to be drawing three cards, and it's going to be the uh, past, present, and future. Um, obviously, don't take it too seriously. This is just me being a bit silly, so. The first card that we have is the reversed tower. So basically what people say is that if a card is reversed or is upside down, it means the opposite. So these people are falling up a tower. So normally they're falling down a tower. These are falling up a tower. Um, so rather than to their death, they're flying to their life. So I'd say maybe it's rebirth or something like that. They literally look like they're just having a little bit of a day. It actually looks like the scene, you know, from uh, Charlie and the, no, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, Willy... Yeah, I can't remember it's called now. You know the uh, the thing with, um, you know, when they've, they've got the fighting stuff that they're just, you know, like, all oh, let's fart and go around and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. Um... Yeah, so it might even sort of, I would I would say probably, you know, it's about averting disaster and, you know, it's not as bad as it is. And maybe, you know, it could be like a fear of change, you know, maybe something like that. Because um, I'm just going by the fact that, you know, you were falling down, now you're falling up. So, yeah, it's a bit, that's the past. So if you've, if you've been having uh, a fear of change and that kind of stuff, um, you know. Could be better. So let's see uh, the current. Oh, it's another upside down card, which is fun. Uh, this is upside down the sun. So I can see here on the upside down version is uh, someone riding a horse naked. I mean, why are you riding a horse naked? That's a bit weird. There's all these sunflowers around there, and it's a beautiful card if I could see it the right way up, but I can't. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, you know it's, it's quite a happy card. So it's probably a bit of a sad one. This. So if you're going through, I don't know. Maybe like a temporary depression, uh, or like you know, you just I don't know, maybe like a all that kind of like a temporary depression. So you got a temporary depression brought on from the fear of change, and change is coming up possibly. And so you know, so the future is going to hold this. Oh, it's another upside down card. It's not a good one. It's justice. Oh, it's basically somebody here uh, in a red cape or cloak with a sword. And, um, yeah, they're looking pretty, uh, you know, maybe justice won't be served. But because it's upside down, you see, this is why I don't do them upside down, because it's a bit depressing. So basically, uh, from, from going from what I say, as the, as the story's being told, you know, fear of change, going for a bit of a depression at the minute. And uh, so possibly that the future may hold for you um, legal problems, uh, bigotry, uh, unfairness and dishonesty. I'm not reading it from a sheet of paper. Shut your face. 
Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, cheery, 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 cheery. But on the other hand, it could it could mean that you could, you know, if you're Australian, it's much better, isn't it? But anyway, um, that was a very depressing tarot and tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ah, going to have another quick sip of my tea because it's still really hot. Oh, that's still really hot. So anyway, I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. So uh, I just had a memory from a while back of my first ever mobile phone, and I want to share it with you because I remember the day very, very well. When I first got it, it was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. So basically, it was a Sagem MW3020. I know, right? Everybody had those. No, they didn't. Everyone had Nokias. I had a Sagem or Sagem MW3020. It was a very strange ergonomic kind of phone. It was very like, very curvy. Uh, had like an hourglass figure. I had like a little antenna that popped out the top. And I remember I got it... Um, for when I was at college, I believe, uh, because obviously I was going to tune from college, I want to make sure that I was able to, you know, ring my mum and my dad if I needed to, and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I remember very specifically one of the features of that drew me to it the most was because it let me use the internet from my phone. This the early early days. Um, this basic mobile phone internet, which I still in my heart has a special place. It is called WAP, uh, W-A-P. Unfortunately, it has a slightly different meaning now, but you know, WAP was all the all the rage back then. And I remember it being really cool. And I remember sort of being like, "Hey, everybody, does anyone want to know the news? I'm going to look it up on my phone." And people were like, "What? Yeah, that's right. I've got the news on my phone." And um, so basically, the internet didn't have color. It was basically black or white. So basically the images would have to be this sort of weird, like a black and white image. And there's like no, there's no grays, no nothing. It's worse graphics than a Game Boy, pretty much. And I remember I was very excited about this. I even had my own WAP site. I was like, yeah, got my own WAP site so you can, you know, there it is. There's my little part of the internet. And there it is. Like, oh, do you see my website? Or oh, Sorry, my WAP site. There we are. And I remember the first time I ever used a mobile phone, actually. The first time I was like, oh, my goodness. So I can ring people from inside the house. That's really cool. And then I was like, okay, how far can I go? You know, so I walked away from um, my house. And I, I, I live in rural, right at the time in rural Norfolk. And there was literally no mobile phone reception <laughs> where I lived. Um, that was a common thing, unfortunately. Even to this day. Rural Norfolk does not have great mobile phone reception. And um, I just remember the first time I sort of got quite far away. I was like, oh my goodness, there's an actual mobile phone tower there. I'm going to stand next to that all with my three bars of 2G or 1G or whatever you want. It's just called, it's just called uh, reception back then. There's no different Gs. I mean, now, I mean, I've, I've been on 2G, 3G, 4G. 4G is like broadband. It's actually sometimes quicker than my actual internet, but... Back then, it was like, oh, look at this. And it didn't used to cost you anything to use the... Um, there was no such thing as data. You basically just used it, and it was actually really good. 
uh, well, from what it was worth. I remember one of my earliest uses for it was I was able to get mobile phone updates from Big Brother 2. I was very excited about that. They had a they had a mobile phone website, so you can keep up to date with all the stuff that's going on in Big Brother on Channel Four in two thousand and one. Exciting stuff, you know. You can get text messages. You can check out their website and all that kind of stuff. And I actually remember uh, some years later, the first time I think I was on three. This was some years later when there's like, oh, you can actually have videos. Like well, you can download video off the internet. That's crazy. And I remember the first time I ever managed to do a video call. I remember very, very distinctly. We were driving past Asda, me and my sister. My, I think I was in the front of the car and she was in the back of the car. And it was expensive to do this. But I thought, let's try it. Let's see if we can do a video call. And we had a very, very brief video call. And like, yeah, how cool is this? Yeah, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, it was um, definitely an experience. Uh, being part of the last generation to not have mobile phones. In fact, uh, only last year, um, I used a like a uh, not a mobile phone. I used a public phone box, which I've not. There's no need to use a phone box these this day and age. And um, I just thought I was I got some money in my pocket. Let's just ring. So I rang my sister up. I was like, "Hello, sister. I'm ringing you from a phone box." And um, it's quite funny, really, because it was really expensive to use. I say really expensive. It was expensive-ish. It's more than it used to be, and more than like the 10 or 20p you used to have to pay. It was like 50p for a call or something like that. And the doot doot, you could keep hearing all that kind of thing. And the smell was the same, but I really did not like the idea of putting my my ear on the on the handset. I was like, ooh, keep that far away. It's just this big clunky thing. I was like, I don't know what on earth this has been, you know, this is the thing. But the thing is, though, that because that was the last year I did that, since I made that phone call, that phone box has actually been deactivated and has been removed by BT. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, how quickly things change all those years. I mean, you very rarely see uh, phone boxes. But then again, no one really uses them because it's very cheap to get a phone. Uh, phones are, like, dirt cheap. A SIM card is dirt cheap. There's actually no need to actually use phone boxes. It's more hygienic not to use a phone box. Are there some that people say the most germs on anybody is actually on their mobile phone so who knows um but yeah it's just uh one of those things really that uh just popped in my head just this this phone i still can i can still picture it perfectly look it up this the sagem sagem uh sagem mw3020 what a great phone that was and uh how we've come on now geez i mean you can now stream HD high quality videos from your phone wherever you are more or less madness the fact that my mum now has a smartphone my mum has a smartphone and she's able to take photographs and videos and just send them to us and it doesn't matter it's crazy but anyway um, before I go I just want to just say I'll say you know see everyone next week but before I go I want to leave you with this <laughs> That was my mouth. Bye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.